Welcome back to Revelation Bible Study from the Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's Bible study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from a snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's continue with the Bible study, um, continuing with Revelation number 19. Some of you probably find the book of Revelation a little strange and difficult. However, since the word of God is contained in one book, if you study it well in church and understand what God's will is, then the book of Revelation is a very good news for God's children, and it won't be a difficult book to believe and understand. However, what's really unfortunate is that we do not study the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Only when we study can we know what God's plan is. His plan for us, His plan for the church, His plan for Israel, and His plan for heaven and earth. That's why upon His resurrection, the Lord remained on earth for 40 more days and taught His disciples about the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul also taught about the kingdom of God during his ministry. Why? Originally, heaven and earth were the kingdom of God. However, Lucifer, the devil, Satan, and heaven rebelled against God, and death came to this earth because of sin. So death eventually led to the creation of hell, where the dead must go, and God was sad for doing so. However, the only begotten Son, the Son of God, appears on earth to destroy the work of the devil. It is because only... Then can humans who are held captive by the devil will be saved. In the book of Revelation, God's will is completely fulfilled, and especially the words from chapters 4 through 19 are ultimately the final treatment of heaven and earth. In the end, it is good news for the saints of God because it is the period in which Satan is cast out from heaven and sinners, the wicked, those who reject God are dealt with on earth. That is why the Apostle Peter said, 
Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Such wonderful place to live without sin. The book of Revelation is the conclusion of God's will. Jesus said to his disciples, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's the kingdom of God. Just as the devil was cast out of heaven and the heaven was cleansed, as Satan and his powers are cast out from the earth and the kingdom of the Lord comes. This is the prayer the Lord taught as it ultimately ends with, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It means that all the nations of the world will become the kingdom of God so that the saints of God will not fall into temptation, will not fall into evil, and will enjoy eternal life without sin. That is why you shouldn't think of Revelation to be a difficult book. The Israelites who killed the Messiah said to return the price of blood unto themselves and their descendants. So during World War II, six million Jews were killed by the Nazis. In particular, in the book of Revelation, in the last days, the Antichrist who is far worse than Hitler will persecute them. How does God deal with this? The Bible says this tribulation period is the time of Jacob's trouble. This is the period of Israel's final suffering and refinement. That's why we don't have to go into that tribulation. Those who receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, born again by the Holy Spirit, become children of God and brides of Jesus Christ. If they commit sins while living on this earth, they confess them and are cleansed with the blood of Christ. By doing this, you will be washed with water of life within the Word, and through prayer you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and anointed with oil, and you will be adorned as a shining and bright, beautiful bride of Christ. So we can say that the blood of Jesus Christ and the oil of the Spirit and the water in the Word that we use are cosmetic products that can only be made in heaven that gives joy unknown to this world. This is our walk of faith. Bridal adornment is the walk of faith. For bridal adornment, always read the word, obey it, correct my wrongdoings, and thus let the personality of Christ be fully formed inside of me. Then when the Lord comes, believers, the born-again people will go up to the Lord when the Lord calls their name in the air. After that, There will be seven years of tribulation on earth. Therefore, those who believe in Jesus Christ and are born again as children of God have no need to worry. However, if there are still people who do not know this gospel among our family members, relatives, and friends, and co-workers, we must preach the word to them and live such a life so that they too can go to the kingdom of the Lord before the tribulation begins. This should be our purpose in life. What I just said is a reference for those who find the book of Revelation to be difficult. 
Starting today, we will begin Revelation chapter 12. Chapter 12 shows the devil, Satan, descending to this earth. A great calamity will befall the earth at that time. This is known as the tribulation. So if we were to arrange the book of Revelation once again, there were the plague of seals, followed by the trumpets. What does the Antichrist do then? Antichrist is Satan who became a man. God became a man, that is Christ. Then from chapter 16 to halfway through chapter 19, there are judgment of the vials, the final judgment. And also in chapter 19, Jesus Christ himself comes to earth on a white horse as the heavens are opened. Therefore, we ask you to remember this fact and listen to the words that will unfold in the future. Also in chapter 12, there is a scene where the Antichrist makes everyone receive the seal, 666, in the middle of the seven-year tribulation period. In chapters 12 and 13, there are many characters. First being a woman, second, a red dragon, then third, a child, fourth, Archangel Michael, fifth, a remnant of Jews are shown, of those who came out of Egypt in the Old Testament days. Only Joshua and Caleb entered the land of Canaan. Only the remnant of the Jews were able to enter. Sixth, in chapter 13, the beast rises from the sea. This is the Antichrist. And seventh, a beast rises up from the ground. We will study the seven characters in this hour. First, let's find out who this woman is. Here's chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her um, head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. It is a scene in which a woman is in agony and is about to give birth to a child. She is clothed with the sun. It's the sun that we see in the sky. And the moon is under her feet. On her head a crown with twelve stars. Now who could this be? This is neither Virgin Mary nor the church. Many people say this is the Virgin Mary or the church, but if you look at each verse closely, you will know that it is not. If you read closely at the words of Revelation chapter 12, verse 2 through 6, And she being with the child, child being Jesus, and the woman cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for the uh, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. There was never a dragon standing in front of Mary or ever in front of the church. And she brought forth a man-child. By looking at this, doesn't this look like Mary giving birth to Jesus? Who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness. Mary never fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God at, that they should feed her uh, there a thousand two hundred and three score days, 
1,260 days. This is noting the final three and a half years of tribulation period. There was no place prepared for Mary. That is why this woman can be, cannot be Virgin Mary, and she can't be the churches. The church has never fled into the wilderness, and the church has never given birth to a child. Because of that, we know that this woman is definitely about some other being. Turn to chapter 12, verse 17 to know more precisely. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandment, uh, commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The remnant of the woman's seed keep the commandments of God. They are keeping the Old Testament law. But now the church in the age of grace is not under the law of Moses, but under grace. So we keep the commandments of Christ, the new commandments. We keep the commandments of loving God and loving our neighbors. So we can see here that this woman is neither the church nor Mary. However, in the text, this woman had to give birth to Jesus Christ, and she had to run away into the wilderness, fly on wings of an eagle, and be supported by God for three and a half years. Once again, who could this woman be? We cannot know by guessing. The answer is only in the word of God. In Genesis 37 verse 9, Joseph tells his father and brothers about his dreams. And he dreamed yet another dream and told at his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. So he tells his brothers and his father Jacob, Israel. And if you add Joseph and his brothers all together, you have 12 sons, 12 tribes, 12 stars. Also, the son is their father, Jacob, and the moon is the mother, Rachel, who gave birth to Joseph. So this woman of chapter 12 is the people of Israel that began through their father, Jacob. And this woman is Israel. Turn to Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. You will find these words. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness. This is leading the people in of Israel into the wilderness and speak comfort, uh, comfortably unto her. He says he'll comfort those who suffer during times of tribulation by taking them into the wilderness. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Israel has now become a city of terror. However, when the Lord comes later, he is to lead them back to the land of Palestine, to the real land of Canaan flowing with milk and honey. The Lord spoke in advance to the prophet Hosea that this would happen when he returns to earth. And if you look at Deuteronomy 32, verse 11 and 12, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, 
take them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did leave him, and there was no strange God with him. The Lord guides them like an eagle carrying its young. The Israelites will again suffer greatly during those times. All but 144,000 will be killed. The Holocaust is nothing compared to this. Why? During their Messiah's trial, Pontius Pilate ordered the Jews to take charge. And they said, This blood be on us and our children. Because they said this, Israel has been suffering for the past 2,000 plus years. And in the tribulation period, under the reign of the Antichrist, only those who remain under unprecedented suffering will be saved. So chapter 12 deals with Israel in tribulation, and this woman refers to Israel. However, the church of God in which both Jews and Gentiles believe in Jesus Christ and are born again by the Holy Spirit. If you are born again by the Holy Spirit, you are the church of God. The head is Jesus Christ. Regardless of how many Sundays you went to church, if you have not been born again by the Holy Spirit, you cannot become a child of God. That is why the Lord said in John 3, 3, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Skip to John 3, 5, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. People who are born again live currently in the world, but because they have already entered the kingdom of God, when the Lord comes to the air, it is mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-18, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain under Remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be ever with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. A message of the rapture, the day of Christ. Therefore, those who have this hope for the day when the Lord comes to the air are not called women, but as in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, a chaste virgin to Christ, the wife of Christ, or his bride. Israel is a woman and the church members are virgins. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom and the church members are his virgin. Even if there are many churches, if the born-again saints gather as one within, they become one body in the sight of the Lord. That's why the church is the body of the Lord. One body, one head, and one body. But the body contains many members. The organs, arms, legs, mouth, nose, eyes, etc. As if there are body parts, each of us is a bride because we are part of the body of the Lord. In the end, the church must be one. That is why Apostle Paul says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bound of peace. Churches should not fight each other. As long as you submit to Christ the head, born-again saints cannot fight. Therefore, the church must be one in the Holy Spirit. It is the duty of the church to obey in the Word. 
The Apostle Paul said that Satan keeps separating the churches and causing them to fight, but we must achieve unity through the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the church received the blessings of being the bride of Christ, the brother of Christ, and the child of God. But Israel is shown as a woman. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, which we know very well, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, God said unto the serpent, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The Lord came as a descendant of that woman. He came from the tribe of Judah and Israel, a descendant of Abraham and David. That is why the woman is Israel. Only when we know this can we understand the Bible. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. You must be able to hear these words. If these words of the Bible are difficult for you to understand, perhaps you need to think about how much have you studied the Bible. How much time have you invested in learning the Word of God when you have learned countless knowledge of the world by making great efforts in order to make a living? The Bible says the source of sin, the devil, disappears from the creation of the heavens to the creation of the new heaven and new earth, destroying all the sinners in this world, as it is God's will to go into eternity through the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem, all recorded in the 66th book of the Bible. That is why the Lord told us to search the Bible. Take a very close look at the Bible. Don't just read it like a novel. Can you understand it by listening to the pastor's sermon on Sunday? We must learn the Bible in detail. Only then can we know the kingdom of God and how we should live accordingly. What is the purpose of my life on this earth? What am I supposed to say when I open my mouth? What should I think? What should be the relationship between husband and wife, father and son, and the relationship between the saints and the church? What will the world be like in the future? You must know all these things. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide us into all truth and let us know what will happen to us in the future. Truth be told, I was heartbroken to hear many people who believe in Jesus go to fortune tellers because they want to know their future. If I know how the kingdom of God is established in the Bible and what position I have there, without going to the fortune teller, I will be able to keep my faith until the very last moment and look forward to the crown of righteousness like the Apostle Paul. You can also look forward to the crown of life by being faithful until death, the crown of rejoicing by evangelizing unto many people, and the incorruptible crown by being self-controlled in all things. And unto pastors who humbly and who truly humbly feed the word and serve as a shepherd for the sheep that God has purchased with his blood, they will receive a crown of glory that will never fade. That is why we must know these words. Since the book of Revelation is the conclusion of all scripture, other scriptures are often quoted. 
Now, back to the main text. Revelation 12, verse 2, And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, in pain to be delivered. This woman gives birth to Jesus Christ. No doubt she is the woman Israel who gave birth to Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the Lord Jesus Christ is not called, not only called, the seed of the woman, but also the seed of Abraham and David. In Galatians 3, verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. He is the descendant of Abraham and David, and also the root of Abraham and David. This is because he is God and incarnated in the flesh. Because he was born of human lineage through Mary, he is descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's why we can know that Israel gives birth to Jesus Christ. Let's read a little more. Revelation 12, verse 3. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. Red always symbolizes blood. Communists who like to shed blood like the color red. The identity of this dragon is confirmed in verse 9, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. This is how the true identity of the dragon is revealed. Satan made Greek and Chinese mythological recorders keep mentioning about dragons. So when you see a dragon, you don't look at it as a real devil, but just a mythical animal. Satan did that to make it friendly and cause people not to believe in his true existence as the devil. That's the reason when you go to Chinese restaurant, there are many pictures and sculptures of dragons. They are used because they think of them as a mythical creature that blesses them. Also, there are a lot of gang members who have dragon tattoos all over their bodies. They're all being deceived. The dragon is Satan. But people don't think so and don't believe it, but rather make, uh, made it into a blessing and power-giving existence. The dragon in the Bible is the old serpent. The Bible clearly says the old serpent that tempted the first human in the Garden of Eden, Lucifer who fell from the heaven, the devil Satan. The devil Lucifer was once a anointed cherub, but he fell and became a red dragon. He appears as an angel of light in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Likewise, the ministers of Satan masquerade as ministers of light. Back when the Lord, uh, back when the Lord Jesus was around, the Pharisees, scribes, and Sadducees seemed to believe in God very well in the eyes of the people. But the Lord rebuked them, saying, Ye are of your father the devil, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. Although many Christians know and believe Satan to be a fallen angel, the fact is he's not an angel, but a cherub. Angels in the Bible do not have wings. However, seraphim and cherubim have wings. 
Seraphims have six wings, three on each side, and cherubs have four wings, two on each side. All angels in the Bible are male. Satan has wings because he was a covering cherub. Also, there are no baby angels. Although the Bible says angels representing children are in heaven and always see and speak to Heavenly Father about the children, there is no such thing as baby angel in the Bible. That's it for today. As we'll cover more about Satan next week. Many people don't study the book of Job much. But if you read the book of Job, it tells you in detail about Satan. We will study about Satan in detail through the book of Job. Ever heard the phrase, keep your friends close and your enemies closer? You must know your enemies. May the grace and peace of the Lord overflow you throughout the next week. Amen.